In this month's episode of Table Tennis Talk, we cover the Korea Open and U.S. Nationals, discuss what it takes to make a better tournament, and we start our search for the elusive pistol grip ping pong paddle. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Table Tennis Talk. I'm one of your hosts, Ryan Lewis, and here with me is the um, ever-present Joey Cochran. Hey, everybody. <laughs> How's it going, Joey? It's, it's going good. It's been, it's been an awesome month, yeah. and uh, I'm excited to be back. Yeah. I'm excited to be back, too. So what'd you do? What'd you do last month? Well, um, it's been it's been a really busy one. Um, I didn't... Didn't watch a whole lot of ping pong this month because my brother got married. Um, Shame. Yeah. <laughs> my, I had a lot of family over for several weeks uh, staying at my house. Um, Fourth of July was this month. We had um, we went to like a parade. There were hot air balloon launches we went to and wow. fireworks, obviously. I played in a ping pong tournament. Uh, it was called the Murica what was it called? The yeah, the Murica Ping Pong Tournament. Oh. Um, it was at a climbing gym, which is kind of weird. Okay. Um, it was not sanctioned. It was very basement-like ping pong. Um, but it was this huge gym. It was actually I've I've gone to several climbing gyms. I I like to climb a little bit. Yeah. And this was probably the best one I've actually been to. Cool. And they just happened to have a ping pong tournament that I heard about. That's crazy. There was one guy in Utah who's pretty tough and. He was the only one who knew about it for a long time. Oh. And then like two days before the tournament, word got out and you could <laughs> sign up anytime. So that's when I signed up. So and he was trying to keep it secret? He was trying to keep it secret, I think. Oh, come on. <laughs> and so, yeah, so the first place was 500 bucks. So it was pretty good prize oh, money. Okay. And I mean, when you just have to play a bunch of basement players, it makes it pretty easy. Yeah. But word got out and pretty much all the best players in Utah ended up going to it, including wow. me. Cool. So I went to that and I won it. Nice. And it was a ton of fun. They had like cornhole and uh, spike ball, if anyone knows what that is. Uh, and then ping pong and rock climbing and just the whole environment was really fun. That's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. And then what else? Um, oh, yeah. We were going to plan a family reunion with my wife's side of the family. Okay. But it actually got canceled. Okay. Um, we were going next week, but since it was canceled, we... We bought tickets to Belize instead, so we're <laughs> we're leaving tomorrow for Belize and Wait. Guatemala. Oh, Guatemala! Okay, I was yeah. gonna I was gonna ask. I feel bad. Cool. So you're gonna go to the table tennis club down there? Uh, maybe. I don't know yet. Well, probably not. <laughs> yeah, it's close to the resort. <laughs> yeah, we're we're actually not staying in any resorts. It's kind of kind of crazy. It's just it all happened like this last week. Wow. Like the we just bought our flights. Okay. And then the next day they said, "Hey, family reunion's canceled." So we were able to cancel our <laughs> flights, but we'd already budgeted all this money for going to Minnesota oh, wow. and yeah. um, hotels and stuff there. And so we're like, well, and time off of work. We got time off of work for it. Yeah. So then we're like, well, what do we do now? So yeah. we looked up flights to like cheap places to go and Belize was the cheapest flight. So it's actually cheaper than going to Minnesota. Wow. So okay. Worked out. Nice. But yeah, we're not staying in any resorts. We're actually just like trekking through the jungles of central america <laughs> wow. and we don't even have everything planned yet even though we leave tomorrow morning <laughs> it's just wait kinda... you're leaving tomorrow or we leave tomorrow evening but yeah dude yep. <laughs> it's kind of crazy but did you get your shots like do you have to get any shots for we looked it up no mosquitoes? shots okay yeah. all right we looked up like foods to eat so you don't get bit by mosquitoes we've been eating lots of onions and sorry if I <laughs> <laughs> I wondered but, what that smell was yeah it felt very anti-mosquito yeah it, wow. it detracts mosquitoes and every other living creature apparently, yeah so. <laughs> human beings as well yep so what about you what's what's your month been like cool um yeah my month's been crazy as well um last time we talked was right before I headed off to Santa Fe and I um we we drove there Sunday was like a 10 hour drive and the table tennis club met on Monday and I was just 
wasted. I just was not ready to driving long distances. That's pretty far. It's it'll wear yeah. you out. So yeah. I don't blame you there. So I didn't get to check out um, the table tennis happenings in Santa Fe, but um, anyway, Santa Fe was very touristy. We didn't we didn't really care for it. So. Um, that wasn't great. Um, but the following week, I did organize a doubles um, table tennis tournament at work, uh, which was cool. That's cool. So like, I love ha- work tournaments. They're yeah. always fun. Yeah. So half half my company is remote. Um, I work at a software company. And so once a year, they all come to the Lehigh office for um, a week. Cool. So we've got like 100 people where normally we have like 30 people in the office. So it's like people are sitting on the floors and like all over sharing desks and stuff. And so oh. last year I organized a tournament and it was really fun. So I did it again this year. There weren't that many entries. There were probably like maybe six or seven teams. So I had to do some really weird like tournament bracket things. Like okay. Some people didn't play the first one, but play the second. Did you, um, do, how'd you do it? Did you do it with groups or single elimination? Or? I just did single elimination. Okay. And we even did like kind of weird, like seven point games. Cause Last time there were like, um, almost like twenty teams. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. There were almost like twenty like team entries. Wow. And so we were trying to get the whole thing done in like less than three hours. So it was just like it was like super fast. Like just you know, just play <laughs> and get it and get it over with. That was from last year. Yeah, that was last year. So okay. this year was a lot less. Um, we still did the shorter games, which we probably could have done longer games, but. Um, it was, yeah, it was kind of tough. Cause like a lot of the remote, like, so most of the people who played were not in the office, so they don't really know how to play doubles. And so I was having to explain the rules and then people were confused. And then we were also outside at a party. So like, oh man, playing so, ping pong outside is always rough. <laughs> yeah. Any sort of breeze it's, it yeah, takes over. Yeah. 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 And the sun, oh, and the sun is, it's so hard cause it's so hot. Um, but I had to like go and like, so when people weren't playing, they were like talking to people or playing basketball or drinking beer or something. So I had to go run around and grab people uh, and then had to tell them the rules and then had to keep score. And then whenever they would hit a ball, it'd go like way off in the parking lot. <laughs> so it was like, it was, I, I got a couple of people to help at work, which was nice, but it was, um, it's very hard. It's very hard to do. Running tournaments, they can be tough. I mean, yeah. I, the one, the Murica ping pong tournament that I played at the climbing gym, yeah. I had really low expectations because yeah. they had, I don't know, tons of people sign up. Oh, okay. But they actually did a really good job. I was, nice. I was impressed because it's not easy, like you said. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, me and my, um, my partner, Michael, took first place, which was nice. cool. Nice. Which was a little weird, though, when you organize a tournament, but you also win it. Because um, I was, like, announcing, like, okay, here's who won, and I won for first place. <laughs> so it was, it was a little awkward, but um, it was fun. Last year, I got out in the first round, so I was glad to at least do better this year. Good. Yeah. Um, you and practiced a lot since last year, so it's, it's true. good that you won. A whole year of practice, and it shows. Yeah. Um, a and, lot of that probably depends on your doubles partner, too, though, right? I mean... Did you use the same guy or did you dump him? Um, not the same guy. Uh, Michael actually won last year. Uh, Michael's really good. He's probably the best person in the office. So okay, um, yeah, it was it was definitely kind of like the dream team, I guess. You could gotcha. Say. Okay. Um, I, which also feels weird calling myself on the dream team. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> that's all right when you win the work tournament. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I also got so last episode we talked about uh, we talked about VR table tennis games, but. Um, I got a, they, a new table tennis game came out on the Switch um, in America. America. I almost said America. In America. <laughs> yeah. Um, in America um, called Desktop Table Tennis. And uh, it's pretty cheap. It's like 10 or 15 bucks. And um, we actually played a little bit uh, before we recorded. Yeah. What did you think? It was, it was fun. Um, you can put topspin, backspin, sidespin, and then there's like a smash. Yeah. So... I was mostly just doing the smash against you. <laughs> yeah, the two player was really fun. I haven't tried the single player, yeah. so I to me it seemed like okay, you put backspin on the ball. It didn't really seem like it did a whole lot because yeah. I could just like smash it or whatever topspin it. It seemed but like it only changed kind of like the the velocity of the ball. I think that's what it was. Like yeah. when you did a backspin serve and then I returned it with backspin, yeah. it would like it was like a drop shot. Yeah. So I don't know. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, definitely 
cool to play a ping pong on Nintendo. So yeah, on Nintendo yeah. Switch. And for ten bucks, it's pretty cheap. Um, and for two players, I mean, it's it's the only way I'll ever be able to beat you in table tennis. So yeah, <laughs> I, I'll have to whip it out every once in a while. Um, yeah, it did remind me of the the Rockstar table tennis game that you introduced me to um, from the for the three sixty it with the spin and I. I kind of wonder if they even use the same colors of spin. I think they did. And I actually yeah. think that um, the Rockstar table tennis game, I think that they took it from a tennis game from oh, back, okay. even further back. But So there's like a history there that we're just not even aware of. Yeah. the I used to play a game called, I think it was just called Top Spin for oh. Xbox and original PlayStation. Yeah. And they would have the color coordinated spins. Oh, cool. And I think Mario Tennis also has the same <laughs> colors. So Okay. Okay. So there's a there's a lot there. There's a little so. bit of history of that, yeah. All right. So moving on. Um last night, uh well last night our our time, but yesterday I guess, um in uh Korea time. The Korea Open wrapped up. Did you uh see any of the matches? I did not. I I, I probably will end up going back and watching some, but I haven't I haven't seen any yet. So you'll have to I know who won, but Yeah. And I know of a couple upsets, but I don't did you see it? Yeah. Well okay. I, I didn't catch it all. I it actually kind of surprised me. It popped up. It was like, hey, Korea open. And I was like, oh, Korea open this week. Oh man, I gotta watch this. Um it was exciting. It was like kind of exciting in the way that the um the worlds was this year. And and like the China Open, Japan Open, I felt like were kind of letdowns, um, just because the, I don't know, the matches were kind of you you knew it was going to happen. Like there weren't there weren't really good competitions there, but um, the Korea Open was awesome. Like the Korean players were just killing it, like way more than than usual. It's um, cool to see. I mean, home yeah. field advantage might help a little bit, but I haven't heard of very many Korean players doing well lately. Yeah. Um. So it's yeah. cool that they're, I mean. I know of a couple upsets if you want to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, let's just go through some of the results. So, um, Shushin actually ended up w- winning it, right. beating Ma Long in the final, which is... Pretty impressive. That's an upset. Because um, Shushin is, like, number... I guess he's number one in the world based on rankings, but I don't know that I've seen him beat Ma Long, like, in a while. It's been a long time. I can't remember... I can't remember the last time it happened. Yeah. So. I kind of feel like Fan Zandong is kind of the number one. Yeah. Um, as far as skill wise, like I haven't seen anybody touch him yeah. except for the yeah. other Chinese guys yeah. until the Korea open. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we, <laughs> sorry, I just stole your thunder. <laughs> we're just, we're just jumping around. Um, yeah. So let me, let me finish up Shushin. Uh, so one, one crazy thing about the match is it was just like, it was like loop central. Like they were, they were going at it. I felt like Shushin was playing more aggressively than usual. Like he was, he seemed like hungry for it. Um, and Malong also kind of seemed to have a rough tournament. Like he was losing a lot of games to players that like, um, he was playing like Christian Carlson from Sweden and like lost. I think, I think he was two games down maybe, wow. which is like, I mean, Christian Carlson's a good player, but I mean, not like Malong good player. Um, and I think he, there was, I think that that kind of, goes back to what we talked about last month with the world rankings. It kind of forces the Chinese to play more tournaments and more yeah. people get to see how they're playing and compete against them. Yeah, yeah. And it, I mean, Malong won the match, but it was still pretty close. Right. And I think I think that has something at least a little bit to do with the new world ranking systems. That's one reason why I like it is because yeah, yeah. you see more upsets and then players that I've never even heard of are almost <laughs> upsetting our, like the world champion. It's yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, even like Kanak taking a game off uh, Malong. It's pretty yeah. cool. So when, when Shushin won it, Adam Bubro came up with a new nickname for him. Uh, you want to know what it is? What, what is it? I love his nicknames. <laughs> uh, so it used to be the former nickname for Shushin was Cloudwalker, but now it's Superman. <laughs> um, <laughs> which I don't know how I feel about that. Superman. Yeah. Um, for the women's, the women's was not nearly as, as kind of, I guess, exciting. Chunmung beat Ding Ning pretty handily. Um, not a big surprise. I'm kind of wondering if Ding Ning is like on her her way out. You know, I mean, Could she's be. number I three mean, in the world, but she's lost a couple matches yeah. early on in tournaments lately. Yeah. Um, Mima Ito beat her like a drum. Sure. Yeah. And yeah, so maybe she's just in a slump. 
I mean, yeah, that's true. It's good to see. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, let's talk. You, you mentioned it just a little bit ago, but I'm, I'm really interested about like this kind of um, home court advantage. So uh, Korea Open, um, the South Korean team is usually kind of like number three in the rankings. Like I think last year in the world teams, I'm probably getting this wrong, but I think in the world teams, they came in third. It was like China, Japan, um, Korea. But um, they also are like kind of surprising. Like I don't know what's in the water over there, but like on Jae-hyun in the, the world, um, in the world this year, he made it to what the semifinals, the quarterfinals, or something. Um, he made it pretty far. I forget which round exactly. I mean, he was like number hundred something in the world. I, granted, he hasn't really had a good showing since then. But um, for instance, like uh, in Korea Open, Lim Jong Hoon, which is another um, player who I don't know if he's, I don't know if he went um, to Rio, but like he he he's normally on the Korea team. He almost beat Malong. I think they actually went to game seven on that, um, which is, again, insane. It's awesome. Um, I love it. And then you have Jung Young-shik beating Fan Zhendong, which is just, I mean, mind-blowing. Like This is at the Korea Open. At the Korea Open. And it was like the crowd was so loud. Every every point that Jung Young-shik made, it was just like a roar. And he was yelling too. Like he was super loud too. Even after the match, he was like, uh, they they did a little interview and he was talking about how he's like never played a match that was like the crowd was that behind it. It's pretty cool. It, yeah. So you're asking about the crowd um, home court advantage. Yeah. Yeah. So I haven't played in any stadiums that big, but it definitely, at least for me, it helps. It helps in two ways. Mm. I mean, you get that energy behind you and right. you feel like you can hit anything when when the crowd's kind of into it, but also. I've had I've been on the other side where oh. like the crowd is all cheering for my opponent yeah. and it's like just shut up like, <laughs> I hate it it's it's really hard to focus on on your playing and oh, on your game okay. when when yeah. everyone's behind the other guy and yeah. like a lot of times they're still cheering before before the points even over right. and it's hard to to focus on your last shots or maybe they hit a good shot and you're trying to block it or return it somehow and they're yeah. everyone's already screaming and yelling and stuff and oh. so it, it can it can really help you when it's for you, and it also really kind of hurts your opponent. I think, at least for right. me, it's it's tough. Wow, it's tough to stay focused. Yeah, huh? At, so I'm gonna bring it up again at this at this Murica ping pong tournament. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, it was totally just like a basement tournament, but they they were also good players from Utah there. So there were there were a few tough matches, and the crowd, like no one at this gym had ever seen professional table tennis before. Yeah. And so every single point in the semis, they played a chopper where it was really exciting and cool. everyone was just like so into it. And they oh, had cool. like cowbells and oh, wow. like, <laughs> in, like, I don't know, just all kinds of loud noises and yeah. everyone's cheering and just having that excitement in it. It's, I mean, it was kind of for both players. It was yeah. just like super fun, just a fun environment to play That's in when cool. the crowd's into it. So yeah. For for Korea, like having that crowd into it, especially when they're all for you and not yeah. for your opponent, I, I think it definitely helps. That's cool. That's cool. Well, I think in the results, we definitely saw it. Um, yeah, for sure. Being funs and don't. There was another really interesting thing. So uh, the Christian Carlson Malong match was one that I I watched, and um, what was funny is that so Carlson's from Sweden, and usually the Sweden national coaches um, Jorgen Person, I think. Mm-hmm. is his name um but in the coach box for for that match was matthias falk oh really which was which was kind of not random but it was kind of like that's odd uh and what's even more odd is the fact that the previous match that christian carlson had played was against matthias falk oh really <laughs> he beat matthias falk to move on to play malong and then matthias falk was in the coach's box i don't know it seems it seems weird that's funny they, I wonder if they train together and just know each other's I'm games sure really well. I'm sure they do. So. Yeah, I mean they're both on the national team, and and I don't know, maybe Jorgen ate something weird, ate some bad kimchi or something. Yeah, <laughs> it was sick. Um, cool. Okay, so yeah, that's the Korea Open. Um, we had the U.S. Nationals uh, just finished up yesterday. Yeah. Um, to me, that wasn't super exciting. Kanak uh, yeah. won it. Uh, I was looked, I was watching the draws and looking for matches that I might want to see. 
none of them really seemed all that interesting. Mm. So I didn't really watch a whole lot. I watched the finals. Uh, yeah. It was Kanak versus Kumar, uh, both from California. Oh, yeah. It was even that one. I mean, it was the finals, but it wasn't all that of an exciting match, honestly. Yeah. I. Yeah. I watched Canuck won the first three games and even in like halfway through the second game, it was, it was just really one-sided and there were mm. just, there were shots that Canuck was going for that were just like, it almost looked like he wasn't even trying and he beat, oh, he won four okay. one. So, yeah. um, yeah. So Nikhil Kumar, he won one game to make it, I guess a little bit close, but it was four one Yeah, and just, I mean, kind of just a blowout and kind of just what everyone was expecting. I mean, Canuck mm. is just so good. So. That was his um, fourth heat. That was a... Uh, fourth in a row. A yeah. record, yeah. Record for most in a row. And, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, pretty was cool. Pretty cool. He's killing it right now, so... Yeah, I feel like the women's final was kind of similar. Um, Lily Zhang just kind of dominated um, Rachel. Um, it was Lily's fifth national. I don't know if it's in a row or just a fifth in general. But. I don't think so. She traded off with Ariel Singh a few times okay. and maybe with Gao Jun okay. um, back, I don't know, five years ago. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I will say that um, the it it seemed like kind of the presentation of this year's nationals was a lot, a lot better than last year. Um, I watched it last year and there was just it I don't know. It was kind of not really disappointing, but it was it was pretty. It it felt like a like a small town event kind of. Um, and this year, uh, it, there were still some uh, parts of that, but like they were so they were live streaming it on YouTube, which they did last year too. But um, they did this year, and the cameras they had were like sixty frames per second, ten eighty p. So the quality was better than any table tennis tournament I've ever seen before. Yeah, I did notice the quality was really good yeah. watching the finals there. Yeah, so it's like super clear. You can see the ball, you can see what's going on, you can see like um uh really small things. I I feel like ITTF really should uh use that as an example for their tournaments and and try to I mean, you know, they stream on the ITTF page and it's pretty low quality. And even when they do like YouTube events, it's still pretty low quality. If they could get a uh, 60 frames per second stream, I mean, that would just be mind blowing. I, they do it with every other sport. I mean, like soccer, football, baseball, basketball, that's all like really high quality. And so um, that would yeah. be cool. It helps. I mean, especially the frames per second, like yeah, you, the ball is so clear and yeah. That's one thing that I've heard about, like complaints about t- watching table tennis is it's kind of like hockey where it's hard to see the puck. It's hard oh, to see right. the ball. Uh-huh. So the, the 60 frames per second, I think, really helps with that. It, For it's sure. much more clear. Yeah. They could also get um, neon balls. They should start using Yeah, <laughs> glow in the dark. Um, and the commentators were actually really good. Like I think last year, I can't remember exactly last year, but I remember thinking that the um, commentators didn't really have much to say. This year they were a lot better. Um Still not like they didn't reach like the Bob Rowe quality, but I love Bob Rowe's commentating; it's my favorite. Um, but like it was, it was really good. It was, it was enough to make it it enhance the experience. Um, and yeah, just less, less, less cringe than last year. So, um, I like it. Yeah, I, I was actually curious. Uh, so you played in the Nationals before, and you didn't really you you know decided not to play this year. I was curious, like, what you thought about it. Yeah. So. I, I mean, obviously, I used to play all of them, um, all the big tournaments, U.S. Mm-hmm. Open, U.S. Nationals. Uh, I had I had planned to play this year, mm. but then looking at the entry, it just, it's just so, it's kind of infuriating, actually. It's the oh. way that it's changed. It's been, I moved to Utah like five years ago, and I stopped yeah. playing as much and did more coaching, but now I'm starting to play a lot more. And looking at how much it's changed, it's just like... I just, it's really frustrating to see. So I ended up, I was, I was getting ready to sign up and then I just like, I couldn't do it. I, (laughs) I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. So I, a few things that just like made me just totally turn me off towards a tournament was they used to have the men's singles on Thursday and ended on Saturday, which was really nice because. Sure, weekend. Yeah, it was, it was, you didn't have to take five days off of work. Yeah. So, um. Now it's it's it starts on Tuesday and ends on Friday or Saturday. I think uh-huh. it ended on Friday night. So uh-huh. to go, I mean, obviously you couldn't, you don't want to go there on Tuesday. You'd have to 
basically take an entire week off of work, which is valuable to me because I want to go to Belize. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I mean, it's it's limited, so that's that was tough. Another thing is I saw on the entry that there's, I think there's a Sing, H-S-I-N-G, foundation okay. decided to donate a bunch of money for the nationals. Oh, okay. That's awesome. That's yeah. really great. So um, you would expect there to be a lot of prize money then. Sure. Um, it's not the case. So I oh. pulled up the entry from like 2012 and they actually had, it was probably, so this year first place is $3,000 for okay. the men's singles. Like seven years ago, it was 3500 without any donations. Oh. This year, they didn't have any prize money for any of the doubles events. So women's doubles, what? men's doubles, zero prize money. You get like a little medal yeah. for first place. Like winning the nationals, you get like this little crappy medal. With <laughs> It's just it just like, I don't know, just total turn off. If, if there's no prizes, if you're, you're just playing for pride, that's great. But the, the, there's a big problem with that, especially when they're charging like $200 for an event at at nationals, like oh, you can't wow. charge someone $200 and then not give them anything not for winning. Any it's like, here's your little medal and a pat on the back. Like even for doubles, you had to pay like 200 or something. To yeah. So I think it's like, I think it's like $90 per event or you oh, can okay. sign up for, um, like as many as you want. And it was like three fifty or something like that. <laughs> they got a combo deal. <laughs> yeah. And if you signed up like super early, then it was like maybe two fifty or something oh, okay. just like, okay. but it's expensive either no matter sure. how you look at it it's expensive sure. and yeah. there's there's just nothing to show for it at the end of the day even if you win it so that just it, another big turn off for me oh, um that's disappointing i i just i feel like everyone wants table tennis to grow and why is it that like our best players are all juniors it's because they don't have a job like yeah once once you go to college and you get a career and like you can't support yourself on $2,000 or $3,000 if you win. Right. And expect that to like, there's no, there's no living making that kind of money. The, right. You just, you would be, you'd be in poverty. Yeah. So I feel like if you want to have the sport grow, then you need to have, you need to have something to work for besides just like pride and yeah, a sure. pat on the back. And the nationals should be our biggest tournament of the year hmm. or maybe the U S open. Sure. And there's no prizes. Like, like, what do you, what do you expect? Like as a, as a college kid, I was, I mean, I seriously considered being a professional table tennis player, but then right. looking at the, like, there's just, there's no way to do it unless yeah. you're relying on coaching with it or, um, major sponsorships or running a club or just, you have to, you have to incorporate so much more into it where it's just not really worth it, especially as a mm. player. It's, you can kind of do it as a coach, but not really as a player. Right. So that's that's one thing. Just like, no, it's it doesn't vibe well with me. And I think like maybe ten years ago, two thousand five, I think so, fourteen years ago, there was actually like a strike where the player. This happened a couple times where huh. the players decided like these entry these prizes are just horrible. Like yeah. we're not going to play. Yeah. And none of the players, none of the main players, ended up playing. I think like the top sixteen players didn't play. Wow. And that was the year that Michael Landers won it. Um, and he was a good player. And, but just it, that it got a little bit better after that strike, but okay. then it's just, it's gone downhill again and it's, mm. it's worse than it was seven years ago. And mm. I've always um, thought that if they were to put it up for a bid, like you have these big tournament directors that yeah. do a really good job, but they always just give it to the uh, NATT, um, which oh, okay. is like a tournament organizer in North America and they're notorious for just having like the worst tournaments like huh. and they just like hand it to them every single year it's like why not just put it up for a bid right. see who's going to run the best tournament and then give it to that person or right. that director or that company or whoever and as far as I know that's that's not being done I think that would really really help with the prizes help with the conditions of the tournament sure um, and just elevate the the level of the tournament I think it would be I think they'd be really good for for table tennis. I wonder if NATT is uh, cheap. <laughs> cheap? <laughs> yeah, like they don't charge a lot, and uh, I don't think because I would assume if they would bid, they would they USATT would be paying something, right? No. So the way that most tournaments run is oh. like a tournament director would say, like for the U.S. Olympic trials, 
some some tournament director is going to pay USATT like 10 grand or 20 grand or whatever it is oh. and say, we'll run this tournament. We want to run this tournament. And it's good for like the city pitches in and yeah. different sponsors will pitch in for prizes. The Olympic, the Olympic trials won't have cash prizes. That's just the prizes being on the Olympic team. Sure. But um, yeah, the, the USATT would actually you'd pay USATT for the ability to run the tournament. Oh, okay. So, and then you'd take a portion of the proceeds and you'd probably make a bunch of money on it anyways. That's so. really, I mean, just when you think about it, it's like, so a tournament organizer would pay USATT a lot and then would get a lot for people to join the tournament, but then would not put anything in the prizes. So it's kind of like all the money is flowing from the players into NATT, which is also flowing into USATT. So, you, as far as I know, NATT doesn't put in a bid. They just they just get handed yeah. here. You you run the tournament. Yeah. You, you've run it on time, so you you handle it. And we don't yeah. want like USATT is like we don't want anything to do with it. Just you handle it. Here's the nationals. Mm. Here's the open. You can take all the money from it. We just we just want a tournament. That's so crazy. I feel like it should be the other way around. Saying yeah. NATT should be like we want this tournament because yeah. we're making a fortune on it. We're making three hundred dollars an entry. Yeah. With without dishing out anything and yeah. not paying anything. And if they were forced to to fight for that, then there'd be more money in it. There'd be more sponsorships. Just like it'd just be it'd be a better better experience for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. But they it's so easy for them right now and. And that's how most tournaments are, like the world's, the world veterans, like Houston had to put in a bid right. for ITTF. Right. And I don't know what that was. Um, I think that the the world veterans was, it was in the hundreds of thousands. Wow. And so um, ITTF, they they made a bunch of money and then right. the then the organizers, they they put it all together yeah. and then they're, they're trying to obviously get it again. So they're going to do a good job and- yeah. And yeah. So I think that would be a really good way for, for everybody. It'll help grow the sport. It'll help yeah. USATT. It'll yeah. help the players most importantly, because they'll be actually fighting for something instead of just a medal. I saw the medals on Facebook and I almost died. Like just, it's so <laughs> typical of yeah. NATT, just like the cheapest, crappiest. I don't even know if it was metal. It was probably uh, plastic. Just like the crappiest prize uh, I've ever seen. This is for like the, the, the biggest U.S. tournament, yeah. like the U.S. close, like this is what this is what you get. Here's here's your like <laughs> being the in charge of the awards. Like I would yeah. be so embarrassed to give those out. <laughs> did did uh they don't run the Olympic team trials? I hope not. Oh, they okay. they have run it in the past, and they they actually do a really good job running the tournament. Right. Yeah. But the like the the conditions are always just horrible for the players. and they actually have to bid for the olympic trials so that oh, okay. in the bid they'll they'll have to say okay oh. here's the lumens for the lights that we're yeah. going to have and here's the flooring that we're going to have yeah. and here's like it's all a package and yeah, then yeah. you put it together and you submit it so huh. for the olympic trials if if you don't have those it's it's an automatic denied like oh, you, you have okay. to have like you have to have good conditions and the same should be for the nationals like sure up yeah. until i think Last year, the Nationals, except for like the top 16 courts, were all played on concrete. It's like, you can't uh, play on concrete because it's in Las Vegas where it's super dusty and yeah. the floors are really slippery. Yeah. You have like 100 tables and they're all in concrete. Like, there's just people falling and slipping and oh, that's there's, yeah. So, but thanks to like Danny and Dave Sakai and those guys putting together the um, the world veterans, they bought like... 200 quarts worth of red flooring of the Gur floor flooring. Wow. Okay. And then I think they USATT, I think they gave them to USATT or USATT bottom or something. So cool. now I think I haven't been since, yeah. I haven't been for a couple of years, but I think that all the quarts are now the, the red Gur floor, okay. which is really nice. I mean, yeah, but that's what, that's what happens when you, when you actually have to put in a bid and say, here are the conditions we're going to actually make it nice. Right. Then, then you have a nice tournament. <laughs> Competition. Competition. Makes it better. Yep. So anyway, that's those are my thoughts about All right. US Nationals. A <laughs> little bit of a little rant there. It's, it sounds like, um, in in, uh, in summary, it sounds like um, in it, uh, the the Nationals were, were, from a spectator's perspective, were better than ever. And from a player's perspective, were probably worse than ever. Yeah, every uh, year is, it gets worse for the players. Yeah, except is, for the flooring. 
um, I think is better. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and they do a lot of really good things like sure. with nationals and they, I mean, they televise it. That's, that's great. Yeah. But actually I don't even think that's part of NETT. I think that's, I think that's another group. Oh, okay. um, but they do <laughs> a lot really of really bad. good things and, but there's just so many bad things that need to be fixed if mm. you want to grow the sport and make it better. Yeah. So, and this okay. is like the, the pinnacle, like U S nationals. Yeah. U S nationals and U S open. Those are the, the two big tournaments of, of America. So yeah. they should be better. Okay. Maybe they need to get the Murica table tennis tournament organizers you, to do it. You know, they had sponsors for this little tiny tournament in Utah <laughs> yeah. that no one's even heard of. Yeah. And they had about as much more prize money than, than the yeah, it's men's doubles. 500 <laughs> compared to 3,000. That's pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. More than the men's doubles. <laughs> yeah. And even like my little trophy, yeah. I it's it's probably the, the size of like a, a fun size candy bar. Oh. And it's it's better than the the nationals trophies that they get so. <laughs> solid gold solid gold yeah all right it is time for joey's coaching corner coaching what you, corner what you got for us joey so it's kind of a this is more just generic uh just general um placement um with, with, depending on like grips so there's lots of different styles of um of ping pong and <laughs> When you play, like for instance, when you play someone with shake hands grip, you play, you're going to want to play them a little bit differently than if you play someone with Japanese pen hold or Chinese pen hold, just pen hold in general. So one of those things you want to do is like with pen hold, generally the backhand is, is not as strong as a forehand. The pen hold just, it favors the forehand, but then you mm. have, um, the more, more specifically, uh, pen hold is very, very good. Um, it's very it's very good in, in towards the body. Generally, like when you're playing a shake hands player, yeah, you like the body, right? And like the hip area with the transition point mm-hmm. is, is like the number one place to go. Right. So the angles, okay. shake hands is, is pretty good. Um, and then body is, is not so good. So with pen hold, the body is actually pretty good in the body, like in close. Right. Um, cause there's no transition point. And then the angles are, are trouble. Uh, okay. So, and then if you have, the pen hold where they actually flip to use both sides of the racket, right? Then the body comes back into play. So, uh, okay. um, that transition point is is always kind of a target. Got it. Um, if there is a transition between forehand and backhand. Got it. And then, yeah. So the angles are good against pen hold, and then um, the middle is good against shake hands. Hmm. So, there just in general, like every player is a little bit different. But if I'm playing going into a match and I don't really know my opponent but they have one grip or the other. That's kind of where I'm going to start. So Got it. Okay. There's, there's two types of pen hold grips and is it, is it that they're, so one of them uses only one side of the racket and the other uses both. Is both. that right? Yep. That's okay. right. Like Shushin uses both. Right. And so that is Chinese or Japanese? That is Chinese pen hold. Cool. Have, have you played anybody with Japanese pen hold? Oh yeah. Yeah. I've played, I mean, I played, Tons of tournaments. I think yeah, yeah. when I was playing in my prime, I was playing 25 tournaments a year. Wow, so okay. almost every other week. Yeah. So you see all sorts of styles, okay, different okay. grips, play like rubbers. Yeah, some weird stuff out there for sure. But yeah, both all all, all the styles for sure. And is, even some that aren't traditional too. Is there a grip that you don't even use the handle? <laughs> you know, like... Is that against the rules? I don't even know. You can probably just, I mean just have like a frisbee thing <laughs> I, yeah. I mean like like so when you when when you serve a lot of times you don't use a handle right You're yeah like, i'm kind of like holding up on the rubber part yeah. with my i'm just wondering if there's some sort of weird grip that i don't know <laughs> i don't think so there's so you got like you got the shake hands grip you got yeah. both pen holds okay you got the c miller grip which is a little bit interesting. You got the hammer grip, which I think there was one guy that used a hammer grip. He was like top 50 in the world in like the eighties or something. Okay. Just like, no, you don't put your finger on the side. You just kind of hold it like a hammer. Hold it like a hammer. Okay. Um, then there's like, I want to say like 15, 20 years ago, there was, it's called like the pistol where there was like an actual hole in no. and you hold it like a like a pistol like a gun what and like you put your finger around it and yeah i didn't really it's a total gimmick and okay okay i 
yeah, I don't know anyone who actually played with it. <laughs> I saw it at, at Nationals or US Open or one, like some vendor, because at the big tournaments, you have vendors for oh, like okay. Butterfly will come and sure. Nitaku and Battle Palace will be there. And, uh, and then like a whole bunch of really small like vendors you've never heard of, brands yeah. you've never heard of. So it was one of those where it's just like, it just it was like this weird handle. I don't know. Yep, yeah. <laughs> some guy just had like had like a wood shop at his house and was like, yeah, gonna make some table tennis. Basically, yeah. <laughs> huh. Sometimes I kind of wish I bought one just because it'd be fun to just have one now. And I'm not gonna go make one, but yeah, it'd be fun to just have a weird paddle. <laughs> Surprised it didn't catch on. Yeah. <laughs> they need like Ma Long to win the worlds with it or something, and then people would start buying it. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he won the worlds with a. Trapper keeper. I yeah, mean. he'd probably make the finals if, if not win. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know if you've seen any good points using the pistol grip, but what about just regular regular ping pong? Any good points this month that you'd like to share with our audience? Yeah, seems like the pistol grip really, I don't know, nobody nobody really took to it. But um, yeah, at the Korea Open, there were, there were a lot of really good um, points. Um, there were a lot of really good matches, but... Um, Quadriaruna is one of my favorites to watch. I love his like his form. It's just so interesting, and he's just got such a powerful loop. He's pretty scrappy too. Like he gets everything back. And oh he's, yeah, he's all over the court when he plays. He is. It's kind of crazy how all over the court he is. Um, and so he went up against um, Shushin, uh, another one of my favorite players. And let's let's call him by his real name, Superman. Superman. <laughs> oh man, oh, I hate that. <laughs> Um, I'm never going to be able to get that out of my head now. Okay. All right. So Superman and Quadri, <laughs> who also needs a good nickname. Um, um, they, they played, uh, Shushin ended up, um, taking the match, but, uh, there was a really good point. Both players had a game, um, there, it was one, one and, uh, Shushin was up five to three Quadri, serves um wide to shushin's forehand uh with backspin and shushin um does a looks like a drop shot or a really really short push um and quadri um goes on the attack into uh looping into shushin's for uh backhand and so he's basically he just keeps pounding shushin's uh backhand um and shushin's getting back from the table and eventually like like Superman does, um, he um, steps around so he can get the uh, forehand loop um, in his backhand, uh, which hits the net. Uh, which then um, Quadri, like he gets everything back. He runs up and kind of does like a like a snake shot, which um, Shushin then forehand loops and Quadri Aruna forehand loops, and uh, Shushin must have been out of position or something because he kind of lobs it back. Um, and Quadri just like runs straight up at the table and does this kind of backhand flick um, to what he what he thought was an open corner where Shushin wasn't, and then Shushin just kind of just kind of counters it back, and Quadri's on Shushin's side of the table, so there's no way he can get it. It's kind of funny because the point ends then with both players walking the same direction because <laughs> they're both kind of walking towards um, away from Quadri's side because Quadri had to run so hard. Um, but it's just a really entertaining point. Um, both really interesting players. Uh, one thing watch. one thing about this point is watching it, I feel like any of the shots in this point would have been a winner oh, against yeah. like any normal opponent. Like, yeah. You get these crazy, like big angles, wide blocks, like yeah. in and out. Like even the final shot that Quadri hits is just like an all-out oh, rip yeah. backhand kill, wide to the forehand, and Shushin's nowhere in like near it, but somehow yeah. he gets there. <laughs> yeah. And just like the every shot, just seems like this is the last one. Yeah. And then nope, it keeps going. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, definitely my favorite point of the month. It's it's so fun. Um, and they're they're great players to watch, anyways. So, I heard that we got 
some Twitter activity this month. Um, what what did what have you seen on there? <laughs> yeah, um, we didn't get any questions or anything, uh, which is which is fine. I mean, we don't know everything, so why would you ask us questions? But um, we'd yeah, love we, to hear him. <laughs> we actually did Sorry. get a tweet um, from from Ryan in Wales um, saying he was listening to the episode, which is cool. So yeah. um, love to hear it. I, I need to get more active on Twitter, anyways. Um, we need more followers. I don't know. It's kind of weird to talk about it and say we need more followers, but um. it's cool. I mean, I so we have an idea of kind of like where people are listening from, but it's it's fun to have somebody reach out. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Ryan, for reaching out on Twitter and saying you're listening. It's it's fun for us yeah, um, for when sure. when we hear from people. So we're not just talking into a microphone. <laughs> yeah, in a padded cell. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, um, yeah. So. Uh, no questions, but uh, that was that was cool. Um, so Definitely hopefully. makes it fun for us. Yeah, we did get a review. Not a not a word review, but we did. Somebody did review us on iTunes. Oh, really? Yeah, we got we got a five star. Whoop, whoop. Sweet, awesome. Um, no word review. I I didn't check it. I mean, I we asked people to review us on iTunes, but uh, I I think I was. Actually, it was at the work retreat. Somebody was like, um, one one of the guys on my team drove from Colorado here, and he was driving back, and he was, I was just, we were just talking about podcasts, and he was like, yeah, do you have any recommendations? And I was like, yeah, my podcast. He was like, why do you do a podcast? So he looked it up on iTunes, and it had a had five stars, and I was like, oh, awesome, perfect, so, yeah, five for five, one for one, I should say, yeah, with one review, <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's get into the weird world of table tennis. Yes. Um, so uh, this month, I, I, f- I picked it this month um, since you got last month. That's okay. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I pop some a video popped up on my YouTube feed um, of Mima Ito on a Japanese variety show when she was five years old, and. It's it's not hard to find weird <laughs> videos of ping pong when you're looking at Japanese news. That's uh, true. Ja- ta- Japanese TV. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> some of my favorite television. Yeah. So they so first I guess she had won some tournaments at five years old, and so they had brought her on there. Um, and she's I mean, pretty good. <laughs> I mean, yeah, she's cute as a button. She comes on. She's sponsored by Nintaku already at yeah. five years old. Um. And um, she comes on and plays this uh, I, a comedian, I guess. I don't know. I don't know the who host, he is. Uh, yeah, I don't know who. I don't know. <laughs> and the is. best part is, well, she does really good. Uh, but the best part is that um, he starts yelling. So he's like, he makes a point, and he's like, "Yes!" And he's like <laughs> screaming it, and she starts crying. Um, uh, it's just so adorable. <laughs> I, I almost like kind of feel bad for her, but yeah. like she ends up beating him. So it's okay yeah. in the end. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just like, she just wants to win. And I've been playing as a little, I started playing when I was six yeah. and I remember crying also when I was oh, started no. losing and I don't know, these guys are, <laughs> they bring it out of her, but she's, yeah, it's, I don't know. <laughs> it's tough. What is I it? mean, when I was five, I, I, I think I remember crying when, uh, people would sing me happy birthday. So I wasn't, I wasn't. <laughs> That's like my either. wife. She, she told me the other day, like, she doesn't like that. She doesn't like that. Oh, like, okay. Yeah. I still I'll be in the center of attention. Like just, it yeah. still makes me uncomfortable, but I definitely, <laughs> I don't know if I've shed a tear in a few years. Um, and, and there's another video. We'll link it in the show notes um, of it's a, it's a couple years later, but it's Mima Ito and Miyu Hirano. And they're both like, I think seven or something. They play a little, it's weird. They play a doubles match against these guys, but then their coach is also there. So they play like a three member team versus a two member yeah, team. Kind of alternating between the three of them. It's weird. But Mima Into starts crying like almost immediately <laughs> that one as well. Um, I haven't seen her cry since then. I mean, like she is definitely, she has a. I haven't a, seen her lose since then. So. Yeah. She has like a very aggressive uh, poker face now I think it's uh, it's pretty inte- impressive so I think she she got over her crying and now she's dominating the Chinese so it's pretty good not too bad yeah it's I don't know it's kind of fun to see like the pro players when yeah. they're little kids yeah. and see how like even then they're probably beat most people <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah. And then with Mima Ito just like she has so much emotion when she's playing and they kind of yeah. bring it out of her on the show on purpose I think sure yeah but 
Yeah. It's, yeah. The guys it's are like yelling because it's the older, older men that she's, that she's playing and they're like yelling kind of that. That's probably why she gets upset because guys are yelling and not because she's losing. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, well that's, that's our podcast. Um, I think there's some upcoming events, right? We're going to talk about upcoming events. Yeah. Um, what's, what's the one that you brought up? So yeah, there's the, there's a tournament in Denver. So kind of like the, I'm going to bring it up one more time. This, this random, uh, Merca ping pong <laughs> tournament. There's another one in Denver, uh, different companies put on by TTX. Okay. And I've heard that it's going to have like a hundred tables. That's insane. And it's outside, I think. Um, it's called wow. uh, Smash Street by TTX is the name okay. of it. Kind of interesting. I think the the first pri- the first prize is like a trip to Korea or something, maybe for a <laughs> tournament. I'm not really sure. There isn't like a whole lot of info on it, but sure. I've, I saw the website and um, it's just like total basement ping pong. Any serve goes. It's in the, like oh, one wow. of the rules. Yeah. Um, it's kind of random, but... Still better prizes than our U.S. Nationals, even for the first place. Yeah. Um, in yeah, so that's in August on August twenty fourth. You think you're gonna go? I'm fifty fifty. Okay. It's like an eight hour drive. Yeah. So and yeah. not really worth flying to. Yeah. So maybe I have a brother who lives in Denver, so oh, maybe cool. if I stay with him, I can make it work. Yeah. Um, then there's the there's a tournament in Provo, Utah. Uh, it's cool. the back to school tournament. Um, back to school. That's on August 3rd. Yep. So right before school starts. Are you allowed to join if you don't go to school? I think so. <laughs> I don't go to school. I'll be playing. So, well, there'll be some good players from, from here and from out of state actually will be coming to that one. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah. I, I don't know of any other ones. Are there other tournaments around the area? I never know until like the day before and you always bring them up to me and I'm like, uh, yeah, I don't know if I can swing Some of that. these are just so like pretty random and small that yeah. I don't hear about them until last minute. So yeah. there's a little bit of time between before these. Um, then I think there's like a teams tournament. That's a few months away though. Huh. I think that's in September or October or something, but cool. Yeah. So yeah, a couple, couple of them coming up, I think. So those actually, we'll actually have another podcast before those. Yeah. So we'll see how they go. We'll probably talk about them. Well, actually no, probably the, uh, back to school. We'll record after the back to school. Okay. So. Oh yeah, yeah. It'll be it'll be after that one before the TTX. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So I'll be I'll be I'll, I've also entered the back to school tournament. So. You're in. Oh good. good. So we'll see if we uh we get matched up. Yeah. We'll see who wins. Yeah. You beat me in the switch <laughs> ping pong. So. <laughs> like once, gotta, and then I... you learn the controls, and then you beat me. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, that is our episode. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, we love questions and reviews. So, Or even just comments are fun, too. Comments so. are fun. Yeah. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Yep. See it. Tableton is Talk is a monthly podcast by Joey Cochran and Ryan Lewis, edited by Ryan Lewis. Music on the podcast comes from Chill Hop Records. Find the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And send us questions to tabletennistalk.com or on Twitter at tttalkpodcast. Podcast.